Matthew chapter 18, verses 1 to 4 says this. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child and had him stand among them. And he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. We know <clears throat> from what Jesus was saying that he was, he was, um, he was using a very simple illustration uh, to his disciples about what it is to be great and to be successful in the kingdom of heaven. As Jamie was saying, it's all about uh, um, a simple childlike faith in the Father, in Jesus, and in what he's doing. <clears throat> what Jesus originally said there was, this is how you get into the kingdom of heaven. And it's simply this, that we have a trust in Jesus, in what he has done on the cross, on his death for us, and uh, his shed blood, as we've been talking about this morning, and that that covers our sin. Uh, and as we simply trust him, as we believe in him, so Jesus takes away our sin and we become his children. We enter into his kingdom. And, uh, and the child example is a simple one of humility and trusting. It's what ch children are like. If they're brought up in a, in a loving family, they are trusting and they are humble and they are looking at, the, at their parents and following them and, and being obedient to them. And that's the basis of becoming a follower of Jesus. But obviously um, uh, what Jesus was also saying was that that's not only how we start, but that's how we continue. That's how we go all through our lives. And however old we get in the faith, however um, greater understanding, however uh, mature we get, we never move on from this simple childlike faith um, to do uh, what God has called us to do, to see what Jesus is doing and to follow that. We're told in Hebrews uh, that it is what, it, what pleases God is faith. Um, and it's about uh, believing uh, that, uh, that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. And, uh, and faith is very simply that, God, you're there, God, I, I know you, I trust you. And actually, as I come to you, as I, as I approach you, I'm going to be rewarded. I'm going to know you more. I'm going to receive your spirit. I'm going to have uh, uh, guidance and, uh, uh, for my life and be able to, to work things out and to know your presence. And, uh, and so that's what Jesus was saying in this very simple illustration. Now, the problem we often have is that although we understand what it is to be childlike we can also still be childish in the way we behave and uh, and the two are very different and we we start in our lives as childlike and childish but God calls us to grow into maturity and uh, to and and that is about understanding who God is growing in understanding of God growing in understanding of the Bible in relationships, in how we handle money and how we handle work and, and all things like that. And, uh, and we can grow in that and, and God calls us to do that. But he, he, he calls us never to move on from our childlike faith. So we, 
one of the things that, that I've noticed and, and I've I'm chatting to people at work, it, this is a challenging time for many people. And we can have a, a, an attitude of, if you like, childishness, where we are saying this isn't fair. This, you know, what's happening to me, what's going on is, is, is you know, I, I'm really struggling with it. Why is this happening? It's, it's not right. And I can understand that. And some of the, you and some of the people that I'm dealing with are facing really tough, uh, difficult situations. Um, and yet it can be like they're sort of a, a child who's, who's just getting so cross. And it's, uh, the expression that came to mind was um, uh, throwing the rattle out of a pram. I'm sure you've heard of it. And, um, and actually, I don't want to be judgmental in that because you, you look at some people and I've you know, chatted to people even in our, our church and, and some of the challenges they're facing are really tough and really um, difficult. Uh, you know, in terms of long-term uh, financial issues, um, being isolated and, and all that. And, and it is easy for us to, to feel, this is unfair, why is this happening to me? And even when you look at other people, you think, oh, you know, they don't seem to be having it nearly as tough as, as I'm having it. What, this, this isn't right. And we can get uh, a bit, if you like, we can be a bit childish and, and be a bit you know, actually, why this isn't fair? Why, why is this happening? And, and, I, and uh, as I said, that's understandable. And yet God is calling us not to behave in that way, but to come back to him with this simple childlike faith, to look at him and say, God, you love me. You're my father. You know what you're doing. And, uh, and, and, and I want to come and trust you. Now, we need the Holy Spirit's help. And we're talking about that. We need the Holy Spirit to help us to get to that position because, you know, some of these situations are really difficult. But that illustration of a child and that simple childlike faith stands true for all time. It doesn't, it doesn't change when the situation gets more difficult. It's not just true when everything is going well. It's true all the time. I was looking at um, the prophetic word that, of Graham Cook uh, again this week, and, uh, and we've quoted this a few times, and, and it opens with these words, the chaos, the chaos of the world is simply the prime time of the kingdom. And it's the key statement that sort of sums up what's going on in the rest of the world, uh, I believe. And, it, and, and obviously it was written before uh, coronavirus was um, hit, the, hit the world. And indeed, coronavirus has sent the world into chaos. Um, but it so clearly speaks that actually God is about a work in the midst of this chaos. He knew what was coming and he is doing something in this time. He is uh, wanting to see his kingdom come and he is bringing that about even in the midst of this crisis. He's doing something in this time and some of us struggle with, with how it's happening. Um, and yet all, all of us over, over the years have prayed, your kingdom come, your will be done, your kingdom come, and, and God is doing it. And yet, as often happens in the Bible, when God does things, and it doesn't happen quite in the way we were expecting or we like, we find it difficult. But it's in those times God calls us to trust and to have that simple childlike faith. I heard <clears throat> this Wednesday, um, a church in Catford where our son and daughter go, that they are having a, they're running an alpha course. And I know we're, we're considering potentially doing that. And one of the girls uh, who's at a college 
has arranged for 32 of her friends from the college to start attending Alpha. And that is a stunning number of people. God is at work. It just is just down the road from us. God is stirring the hearts of men and women to seek after him. The, the number of people that are joining in with um, church uh, services like this, the number of people Googling prayer and, and seeking God is, is incredible. God is stirring up the nation and he's about a great work. And he's calling us to get on board with that, with simple faith, even in the midst of challenging times. A few more uh, lines from that prophetic word says, therefore I am calling you up and out from fear and from weakness, from your unbelief and your poverty spirit. Even as circumstances get darker in the world, the light of my face will shine with favor and blessings and miracles and resources. I feel that God is helping us here <clears throat> in the midst of the times that we are finding challenging to say, look, I'm doing something here and I'm not going to abandon you. I love the world. I want, I want to save the world. I want you to be part of what I'm doing. And yeah, you're going to be in the midst of what's going on. You're not going to be insulated from some of the challenges the world is facing, but I am with you to give you resources. I am with you to see miracles that we've been hearing. I am here to be blessing and favor. And so God is calling us to have that simple trust and say, yeah, God, I'm struggling. This is difficult, but actually I trust you. I know you. I've got maturity in understanding that you are good, that you love me, that you're with me. And I'm going to trust even in the midst of this difficult situation. Now, it's right also that we try and discern in this what God is doing and follow on. And, and during this week, we had a discussion. A number of people got together to look at what is God saying? How does it affect church? You know, how do we adjust? You know, what, what do we do on the back of this? And how do we, you know, going forward, what do we do? And it's right that we, we discern what, what God is doing and follow him. That's how the disciples learned. They saw what Jesus was doing and they copied him and they followed him and they and they, you know, they, so they, they saw how he prayed for the sick. They saw how he dealt with people and they could copy that and follow that. But there are also um, uh, situations where um, they were completely baffled. Um, and all they had to do was simply trust. So we think of, of Peter and the great catch of fish. And he'd been fishing all night. You know the story. And... Um, and, uh, and, and he hadn't caught anything. And then Jesus said, throw your net over the other side. And Peter being a seasoned fisherman with all the knowledge that he had about the sea, thought this is a complete waste of time. I, I know this, logically, there's no point in me doing this. But he said, because you said it, Jesus, I'm gonna do that. And of course, he, he had this great catch of fish. And, and Peter, again, a great example of walking on the water. This was not a logical, sensible, worked out decision. This was an act of simple childlike faith that he got out of the boat and walked on the water. And God is looking for that us in that this time. Okay, yes, we can look and think, okay, what is God saying? What is God doing? And it's right that we do that. But actually, most of the time, and, and hope and um, Fiola's example is simply this, is to say, God, you know, I'm available. I'm going to trust you. What is it? you've got for me? What is it you want me to do today? What is it that you're doing? And I want to get on the back of that. And if you tell me to go and speak to this person and pray for them, that's what I'm going to do. Now, 
it's it's a big step for us a big step for me i find that difficult i've been trying to step out a bit more in my own work uh, environment and actually uh seeing what god can do there but god is calling us to be those that are willing to simply trust him in these times i love a, a quote that hopel shared on a whatsapp group from corrie ten boom she was um uh, imprisoned in a german prisoner of war camp and uh and, he's, and she said this, he said, it's never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. And all God asks us is to get to know him, to know that he's good and trust us and, and to trust him such that whatever is in the future, we can trust to him and know that he is good and going to bring about something good for us. I just want to finish with a, a story from my own childhood. Um, now, it's a story about going on holiday, and, and I don't want to in any way um, equate the sort of anticipation and going on holiday uh, to some of the challenges that many of you are facing. Um, uh, it's, it, the two aren't, aren't at all equivalent, but um, it's the principle of the story that I want you to get. And um, each year from, from really when I was born, we as a family went down to the south coast uh, to a place near... Um, Christchurch near Bournemouth and it was a place my dad had gone in the war uh, he'd been evacuated down there and they had built a whole load of um, bungalows for people to uh, live in during the war down on the south coast sort of away from the main cities and each of these bungalows were different and they were they had been put together by um, fairly rickety some of them um, uh, just but with the materials they had around and at the end of the war, when people went back to the houses, they turned this into a, a place to, to rent people to have a holiday. And, um, and, and my, my, each year, my, my parents would, would uh, book one of these. Obviously, this was before internet and, and knowing, really. And they just, they just booked what, what was available at the time. And for us, it was a, a great adventure. We had no idea what the... the, um, the, the uh, the accommodation would be like what what um, uh, you know what it would be uh, how how it would be arranged. I mean, one year we we had a wonderful surprise where we went down and uh, the bedrooms were a, were a railway carriage, uh, and they had built the sort of the rest of the house on the front of it. And um, but there was a, a real sort of anticipation. We used to get up at five o'clock in the morning. Uh, we used to drive across to Brixton to pick up my nan. Uh, we had a tiny car. There were seven of us. I had to sit on my nan's lap. It was really uncomfortable. The journey took five hours. We got there at 10. We couldn't get into the place until two. So there was a, this sort of waiting around. I've never really, I've never to this day understood why we had to get there so early, but we did. <clears throat> um, but the excitement, the, the anticipation of what was going to be there, never, I never doubted. I trusted my parents. I knew something good was coming, even though there was a bit of a trial beforehand. I knew something good was coming because I trusted my parents. Now, it was interesting. Years later, I found that, that my parents' view of the whole thing was somewhat different. They had a grown-up perspective. They didn't know what they were getting either. So my mum would worry about whether the place was damp. Was it drafty? Was my nan going to be comfortable there? Uh, was there enough cooking uh, utensils for, for the week? Um, what was the weather going to be like? 
you know, is, was, was it a bit too close to the cliff top because there wasn't any protection? There? All these things were going through their mind when they were looking forward to this. And they had a grown up view which brought worry and concern and, and, and they was, you know, whereas I, as a, a young kid, had none of these concerns. It didn't bother whether it was damp. I didn't know, didn't bother me. I didn't really care if it rained. It was just an exciting holiday. And, and I believe God is calling us in this time to have that childlike trust that he's doing something incredible in the earth at the moment. And he's inviting us on board with it. That as we trust, he will bring us to places and to people that we can share the good news of Jesus with. He is going to bring them to our place. Like this, this girl who's got these 32 people. She just happened to know them. She invited them to Alpha. Because of what's going on, they came. And, you know, and, and, and Fiola's message of just seeing someone in a car and, uh, and, and just wanting to pray for them. God is calling us into something incredible. He's doing something amazing. And he's asking us to trust him, asking us to have that simple childlike trust so that we may follow on with what he's doing and come um, into to get alongside and to follow him. It's not always easy, but he is calling us to that simple childlike faith.